Welcome to the AI Learners Lounge. I'm your host, Cambria, and this is a podcast where AI meets learning and development. From exploring how AI facilitates individual learning to understanding its integration into broader organizational strategies, we tackle it all. Every episode brings fresh perspectives, innovative ideas, and actionable advice for those looking to weave AI into the fabric of the modern learning experiences. Join me as we navigate the intersection of technology and human potential right here on the AI Learner Lounge. Hello, and welcome back to the AI Learner Lounge podcast for episode 15, where we have a special Thanksgiving-themed episode. Now, as we approach the holiday, it's really a time of harvest and abundance. And this week, I really want us to reflect on the wealth of knowledge that exists within our organizations and within our employees. It's knowledge that's often untapped, like the fields of grain waiting to be gathered. And in today's episode, we're going to explore AI's potential role in knowledge management. Now, knowledge management is really the process of organizing, creating, using, and sharing collective knowledge within a business or an organization. And when we think about knowledge management, how we access that knowledge and the information is often something that first comes to mind. Now, McKinsey and Company, a while back, they did a report and it showed that employees spend 20% of their day on average looking for information they need to do their jobs. And that's the documented information. So that comes out to one day per week. So if we think about the sheer amount of information that's available out there on our websites, our internet, policies, manuals, even individual desktops and emails, it's really no surprise when we add up all those minutes. And these are the explicit forms of knowledge that are easy to capture and document, but they might not always be accessible. Then we can consider what's not there, what's not captured in that information, and that's that tacket knowledge that's really difficult to write down or share verbally, and it comes from intuition and accumulated experience over the years. So let's take a minute just to compare the two. So for example, if we have a sales team's process for maybe pitching to a new customer, that process as it's documented would be the explicit knowledge that maybe outlines the steps to take throughout that process. But within that process, at each individual step, there might be certain aspects that employees intuitively understand that might not be so obvious to others. And that really comes from their experience and just what comes naturally for them, maybe knowing the right words to use or how an offer might resonate with a particular individual based on signs that they're giving off or relationships that they've built with them, experiences in the past. So that latter part is really more difficult to capture, but it's not impossible. And you might have experienced this yourself, maybe in new hire training, where you might learn a process, you're shown a procedure, and as you're actually performing it, maybe your trainer or your coworker points out, yeah, it says that, but this is what we really do. Or it could be that you're observing and you notice that they do something that doesn't align with the process that nobody else is doing. So you ask and you find out and maybe they know and can explain, but often it's more implicit and it's just something that they do instinctually without even thinking about it. Now, for many years, I managed a knowledge management system and 
I will say harvesting and capturing that type of knowledge is one of the most difficult. And so it's one thing to build a process and get our subject matter expert input, get input from employees and really build that out. But it's another when you start observing and speaking with top performers to understand how the process is actually applied and why and what they do that's different than others. So at any given point in time, we have all this knowledge floating around in the organization. Either it's captured and documented or it's still in our employees' mind as part of their tacit knowledge and implicit knowledge. But at its core, knowledge harvesting is really about getting that information and it's a systematic process to gather it. It's really two parts. And that's first capturing that experience and the insight and the skills that employees have accumulated over time before those employees leave or change roles or just to get that information out there so others can use it. And then once you have that, that's where the second part comes in. And that's converting it to actionable know-how that can be transferred to others. So if we think about AI, particularly large language models like ChatGPT itself, that's really a knowledge base, right? It doesn't have our organizational context, but it's made up of a ton of different data sources. And it's taken those and combined this into the source. So this is where we need to fuse our organizational context, though, and our employees' knowledge with AI to be able to use it most effectively. So knowledge management is not going to go away at all with AI. In fact, the need for it is really going to increase. But AI can actually help with that, too. So like anything with AI, it's really a spectrum of how we use it for knowledge management. At that high level, that's where we really have customized, tailored solutions. They're going to require a budget. They're going to take a lot longer, but they're going to give us the biggest return on investment. Now, a while back on LinkedIn, I shared a paper, and I'll have a link to this in the description for this podcast, too. It's called Generative AI at Work, and it studied the impact of generative AI in the customer service industry. So the organization that was in this paper, it was a Fortune 500 enterprise software company, and they specialized in business process software for small and medium-sized businesses in the U.S., So the jobs of the support agents who were mostly in the Philippines, their real role was to answer technical support questions online. And for this, they had an AI system that they built that it combined ChatGPT with additional machine learning algorithms. And those were specifically fine-tuned to focus on customer service interactions. So it was trained on a large set of the customer service agent conversations, and they were labeled with different outcomes and characteristics. So it looked at whether the call was successfully resolved, how long it took to handle, whether the agent in charge of that call was considered a top performer by the firm, and all these different factors. And then it looked for conversational patterns that were most predictive of call resolution and handle time. And it also prioritized responses that expressed empathy and provided appropriate documentation that was um, backed up in policies or procedures or different reference points. And it made sure to limit unprofessional language. So for this, the AI wasn't interacting directly with the customer. Instead, it became a performance support for the customer service agents. And it provided a recommended response based on the customer interaction. And it gave them links to documentation. So they had those recommendations and could make the choice about which one they wanted to use or whether or not they wanted to use it at all. So that was really that human in the loop there. 
Now, as you can imagine, just based on other studies we've seen with generative AI, productivity went up. And in this case, it was an average of 14%. But it was even more pronounced for the newer workers. So with the help of AI, they improved their efficiency by 35%. And the real insight from this paper is how that happened. So AI was able to distill the tactic knowledge of high-skilled workers and really turn it into accessible recommendations. So it was learning from their interactions with customers and the decisions they made, information they provided, and translated that out so the newer, less experienced employees were able to get the most leverage from that. And it was able to capture those things they were doing instinctually without them having to explain why they were doing it or really think about the thought process behind it. Now, a solution like this, it's incredibly effective, according to this paper and some other ones out there, too, that had similar results. But it's often out of budget for many smaller, medium-sized organizations, and it does take a lot of time to build. And these type of solutions, they're really out of scope for learning and development, right? It's more on the business end, and that's a business decision that needs to be made. But there are other simpler ways we can use AI to help with knowledge harvesting right now. And it could be as basic as getting help with your interview. So if you have a large language model you're using, like ChatGPT, you can have it help you draft a series of open-ended interview questions to encourage experts or top performers to elaborate on their experiences and insights. Or you can drill down to get questions that are going to help capture that tactic knowledge and use these in your one-on-ones. This can be particularly helpful if you're newer to knowledge management and having these conversations. Similarly, depending on the information that's in your transcripts, you can ask ChatGPT to review it and identify key points that might have been overlooked, maybe spot areas that you should follow up on. Of course, you need to make sure you're mindful of the information you're putting in there, but you can always anonymize it. You can redact it as you need to. There's always ways to get around that. It's just about really thinking about how you're using the AI tool. And Beyond that, we can also get a little creative with how we're using AI. So one of my favorite use cases for AI and learning is really role-playing and simulation with conversations. So in that same context, we can actually give our subject matter experts or our top performers a prompt to use, or we could do it in person with them if that's an option. And with that, they'd actually have an interaction, a voice conversation with ChatGPT And that would really resemble a conversation that they would actually have with a customer. So they'd be able to capture all that tactic knowledge they're using and give us a transcript of what that interaction was like. Now, it does have some limitations because they need ChatGPT Plus to be able to do this. And they also have to have trust and comfort with the process. So it does take a little bit of buy-in from that part, but it can be a creative way to go about this if we don't have access to a full bill AI solution to be able to learn from them. Another way to use AI for knowledge management is by giving them the ability to capture and share their own knowledge either with GPTs or another AI chatbot, or even help them build one. So with this, they could input their specialized knowledge through conversation or by uploading documents, presentations, or other materials they've created. And with this, something the authors of the Generative AI at Work paper pointed out is that we need to make it appealing to share knowledge. So 
even now without AI in our daily work as humans, we have a tendency to withhold information and really hold on to our own knowledge. So sharing it freely means that we're no longer the only ones who can do it well or who know a certain thing. So really, there's a lot of different motivational factors at play here in whether or not employees are willing to participate in knowledge sharing. And I did some research a while back centered on knowledge sharing and One of the key influencers for motivation had to do with the organizational benefits and doing it solely for that. It was a pretty strong factor in that. But that requires a culture that values knowledge sharing and also recognizes and incentivizes contributions, whether that's through tangible rewards or just even acknowledgement. What matters is that it's meaningful for the individual and that it recognizes their contributions. So we talked about all these different ways to harvest knowledge, and regardless of how we do that, the second part, making it accessible, is really where AI shines, and it can be an invaluable way to share it more broadly within an organization, whether that's through an API solution we build or just a simple chatbot. And that means we'll spend less time searching for information and more time being able to apply it on the job. Thank you for joining me for episode 15 at the AI Learner Lounge. For my American listeners, I hope you have a happy Thanksgiving, and I hope you'll all join me next Tuesday for another episode.